We got a bonus episode coming to you guys this week on In The Huddle. Coming up, we got my reaction to Super 58. Our reactions, everything going on, breaking it down, analysis, and overall just going through it. With that being said, roll to the intro. All right, you hear me all right? All right, let's go with this one here. 30 stick right, Reno, Zip Malboro, Miami LeBron. Subscribe notifications on, on two. Ready? On two. Set hit! Blue 58! Blue 58! Canada with 18 art. I want right. 180! Yeah, here we go! Red right, 24 double Puma on one. Ready, ready. Welcome back to In The Huddle. We are back here. It's a Monday. We got a bonus episode for you guys this week. Obviously, Super Bowl last night, the Kansas City Chiefs defeat the 49ers 25-22 in the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. And the Kansas City Chiefs become Super Bowl champions back-to-back the first time since the New England Patriots won the 2004 and 2005 Super Bowl back-to-back. Oh my gosh. Wow. What a Super Bowl. I mean, my goodness. My goodness. Like, Talk about a game that like just ramped up at the end. I mean, it just was an all-time photo finish. And we have a, bo- a little bit of a bonus episode for you guys this week. Obviously, instead of spending all day Friday, you know, talking about the Super Bowl and, you know, most of the episode, I decided, you know what? Screw it. Let's just go. No script. Just talk about this game because this game was just, honestly, it was unbelievable because it started out and we're all like, oh man, you know, the first quarter was just rough. I mean, it was so rough, but I mean, The Chiefs come out, they win it, they win the whole thing, and I mean, it's just kind of unbelievable. Like, you almost just can't believe it, right? Because, for one, when it comes to the Chiefs, I guess just starting off, this team, you know, we counted them out. We, I mean, I counted them out, a lot of analysts counted them out, I counted them out. I I fully did. I thought, I put my Bills hat on, and I thought, you know, maybe we'll beat them in Buffalo. If not, the Ravens will do it, you know, and... They ran the table. I mean, they ran the table. They had away games. They had away playoff games. You know, it was just, it's just unbelievable. You know, Patrick Mahomes has just come in clutch, and I'm honestly not even surprised. You know, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised anymore. I'm not, like, you know, jaw-dropped that he's been able to come back, first 10-point comeback in Super Bowl history. I mean, just unbelievable from Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And we all thought they shouldn't be here. You know, we all, in December, we were counting them out. I mean, I think, honestly, after the Raiders game, we all were like, that's it, you know. This is it, you know. No no Super Bowl for them. They're going to get knocked out of the playoffs. And we counted them out. And look, they won back-to-back. And now they got a chance to do history and, you know, become even more historic than they already are and win it a third time. You know, go three in a row. Somebody's, nobody's done that. Nobody's gone three in a row, and now they got a shot to do it. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if they do it. If next year I'm having the same conversation where, you know, they go three in a row. They've just made history. I mean, unbelievable. All right, unbelievable. Getting into the game, though, first quarter, you know, it was kind of rough, obviously, you know, for, for both sides. First drive, San Francisco has a very good drive going. Five plays, 48 yards, then a CMC fumble. I mean, just something you don't see. You don't see. You just, you don't see CMC fumble. I think you, every blue moon he fumbles and fumbles on the first drive. And it's just like, wow, you know, and it was a solid drive. I mean, they... Moving the ball downfield, everything was going well, and then it wasn't. You know, just it wasn't. That is followed by two punts by the Chiefs, one punt by the 49ers, a field goal in the first quarter that really opened the scoring, I guess, for the 49ers. Then the Chiefs get in the red zone, and then Isaiah Pacheco fumbles. I mean, just it, like you know, it's trade offs. And honestly, when I look at the stats, this was a very even game. There's no doubt about that. This game was very even. It was not one sided. For you know, it was even. It was extremely even. You know. You can't sit here and say it was one-sided because it was not. It was very even, especially to start. I mean, it was incredibly close. These two teams really battled, and they were damn near close to each other. It was anybody's game here. 
Either way, so you get the fumble from Pacheco. Five players, 66 yards. That's a two-minute 49 drive. Two punts, one by the 49ers, one by the Chiefs. Then you get the touchdown by the 49ers in the first quarter, right? Um, or no, in the second quarter, excuse me, because you got the field goal to start the uh, the second quarter from Jake Moody, and then you got the fumble by Pacheco. So you get that, the field, I mean, the touchdown by Jake Moody, I mean, Jake Moody, by Jawan Jennings, right? That that little like um, reverse uh, screen pass that, you know, whenever I see a play like that, I think of Julian Edelman. You know, if you've seen that clip on the New Heights podcast, uh, which I was seeing Jason Kelsey, when he's talking about his touchdown versus the Eagles that he threw, it was like a play like that where he was supposed to throw the ball to the screen on the other side. But, you know, he threw the touchdown instead. That one, Jawan Jennings threw it right back to CMC and he made a play. I mean, that screen honestly had a chance getting blown up and he just did what he does and he's been doing it all year. Offensive player of the year for a reason. Creates a play, touchdown, you know. First touchdown of the game. And then the Chiefs follow that back up. 13 play drive, 66 yards, four minute and 33 drive with the field goal. They get on the, they get on the score and that's how they end the half, right? And, Going into it, you know, the, it looked a lot like the Tampa game. I mean, the 49ers did a great job in this first half, really making Mahomes' life hard. Because not only did they, you know, force a turnover, but they didn't allow them to score. You know, you're seeing punts. You're seeing a field goal to end the half for the Chiefs. To end the half. You know, that was it. You know, th- there was no touchdown in this first in this first half. And that is something that I wouldn't say, you know, this Chiefs offense isn't like, the you know the the past year's offenses where it, you know it blows your socks off, but I mean, you know, to stop Patrick Mahomes, a guy who honestly is very hard to stop, who requires a lot of attention to himself alone, not allowing to Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, Isaiah Pacheco, in general. I mean, to let them be basically scoreless right until the end of the second half is a very good accomplishment, right? But the thing is, two rules aren't one in the first half; they're one in the entire game. And to start the second half, right? Start the second half. The Chiefs come out and, you know, they just, it's just a, a bad drive. A play, you know, a bad TFL from Isaiah Pacheco who fumbled us this, the handoff from Pacheco. I mean, from Mahomes. And then Mahomes, you know, second to very next play, throws the interception, overthrows interception by the 49ers. And, uh, you know, the one thing that I really do think looking back on this year, you know, if this is one little nick I would have with the 49ers game, because I thought they played a very good game. I-, I thought they played a very good game. I think game plan-wise, they played very well. But the little mistakes were not creating points out of these turnovers. You had the fumble in the first half by Pacheco. That I know, yeah, I don't, you know, you were backed up a little bit here when the fumble happened, right? Because they were in the red zone. But then you have the interception here. And the interception um, was, I want to say at the 44, right? So at the 44, you get the interception. You know, you want to get points out of that. Instead, you you know, you get a punt out of that. And I, I'm not saying you get touchdowns on those drives. No, but I think if you can get a sustained drive going on both of those turnovers, there's a, there's six points there if you go for field goals, if you get a field goal, right? So really, that's what kind of cost them here, right? Is that the... um you know, the, the lack of points on these turnovers because then you have a six-point buffer, right? If you get a field goal or you have a 14-point buffer if you somehow get touchdowns out of these. And I think that's one thing that, for one, really did help the 49ers because you're leaving points out there, you know? Not only, I mean, you know, yes, the Kansas City defense and Steve Spagnola are great. And the fact that Steve Spagnola, to this point, still doesn't have a job as like a head coach 
is unbelievable, right? Unbelievable. But either way, when it comes to just that, that's one nitpick. I think if you want to really, if you want to really go look back, those turnovers should have turned into points. They should have been sustained drives, but they weren't. And because the Kansas City G defense did their job, they got the ball back to Mahomes. They forced the 49ers to punt and they did what they had to do, did their jobs, right? Either way, the interception comes, then you get through, uh, three punts back in a row. Back, three punts in a row. That's a tongue sir. One 49ers punt, one Chiefs punt, another 49ers punt. Then you get a field goal with a nine play 47 uh, yard drive, 47 yard drive, less than four minutes. Then you get another punt by the 49ers. Another punt by the uh, by the Chiefs, and then you get the touchdown, right? You get the touchdown to um, the touchdown to uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, right? Off of the muff punt by the 49ers special team unit and Raymond McLeod, right? Um, obviously, a good scene by by a good scene, a good look by Ray Ray to just kind of see that it bounced off somebody's legs and try and get it but just couldn't get it. A wacky play, an unlucky play that results in points for the Chiefs. And that's one thing, like I said, the turnovers, right? Obviously, that first fumble, they didn't turn into points for the Chiefs, but that second fumble, that second muff punt turns into points. And all of a sudden, you know, you are what? It's it's now, you know, a three-point lead, right? You take a three-point lead in a game that, honestly, you were kind of down in. You know, you didn't really deserve a lead at this point. You know, it was punt after punt after punt after punt. But that's a momentum shifter. That's a game changer right there. That muff punt turns into points and it gives you a lead, right? Then the 49ers respond with the touchdown. Obviously, Jawan Jennings again. Honestly, I think, look, I know this is probably going to be like a joke, but I think Jawan Jennings, if the 49ers win this, probably would have won you know, MVP. Probably should have won Super Bowl MVP. It would have been the most wild Super Bowl MVP that we've probably ever seen. But are you surprised? No. Either way, um, you know, maybe CMC would have won it realistically. But honestly, I think the guy threw a touchdown and caught one. I mean, talk about an effort. And the most unlikely guy, right? The most unlikely guy out of all the 49ers weapons that we could have thought of to score a touchdown. Besides CMC, Jawan Jennings is the guy who has two, threw for one, and caught one. I mean, unbelievable for Jawan Jennings. Definitely one of the best players with the 49ers. Last night, for sure. Coming up big, right? Either way, end of the third quarter, um, start of the fourth, 11-22 in the fourth, Juwan Jennings, you know, pass from Brock Purdy for 10 yards. That extra point, though, on that play gets blocked. Uh, Chanel blocks it, you know, forces a fumble in the first half, blocks an extra point in the second half, and that's one of the, I think that's one of the, that's one of the killers for the 49ers right there. That point makes it a four-point game. You know, it doesn't allow the Chiefs to go for a field goal with the dying seconds of the Super Bowl in regulation, right? They got to score a touchdown on the next drive. And that is a killer. And Jake Mooney, who hadn't missed from, you know, an extra point all year, it was like 48 out of like, like 48 out of, you know, 49 out of 48 now, I think is what it was. But he was like perfect from extra points or something like that. Going into this game, misses one. And that is the killer, right? It's another one. Add that to the list of killers right now for the 49ers, right? And, um, you know, that results in the field goal that sends this game into overtime, right? This long drive. It's a five-minute drive, I think. 12 plays, 69 yards, five minutes, 36 seconds off the board, right? Just, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, just, are we surprised? 
are we honestly surprised? I'm not. I'm not surprised that Patrick Mahomes um, drove down the field, right? Dying seconds of the Super Bowl created a huge drive, sent it to overtime. Maybe because I'm a Bills fan. I've seen it so many times. I wasn't surprised. Honestly, when he got the ball, I was like, you know, with like what? I don't even know. how. When did he get the ball with? Here, let's find out. I have the ESPN uh, play-by-play thing. So that's what I'm looking at to kind of see when he got the ball back. Um, this is the field goal play. So he got it in about, honestly, about 10 minutes left. So like 11 minutes with 11 minutes and 22 seconds left. So it took five minutes off, right? Oh, wait, this is the uh, the tying field goal. Sorry, not that. <laughs> so there was two field goals. We had three field goals in a row. This is the one that gives them the tie. Uh, and then the 49ers take the lead again with another field goal. Jake Moody again. Then at the end. So this is the one at the end of the game. Got it with a minute 53 left. This drive took a minute and 50 seconds down the field. Right. And then Harrison Bucker, 29 field goals, uh, 29 yard field goal. Good. So a minute 53 to go what? Roughly to the, the 35. So, or to the end zone. So it goes up to the 35. So from the 35 to about the 20 ish for the Chiefs, as I have a hiccup there. Either way, I mean, just again, did, was anybody else surprised? If you're, you know, you're like a Bills fan or a Bengals fan or just an AFC team fan, were you surprised? Like, I, I wasn't. I, I kind of figured he was going to drive downfield. I mean, look, Mahomes is bread and butter. I know we talk about it a lot. I think, honestly, it is these, like, late drives. Because somehow, you know, just, like, 13, okay, 13 seconds, even though I don't want to get PTSD from that, right? I, you know, just saying it, I can see it. I mean, you know, this. I mean, that's his bread and butter. That's what I think, honestly, he's very good at. Is this little bread and butter, drive down the field, get you points when you need it, right? And then that ends regulation. Going into overtime, the 49ers take the ball, right? They take the ball. And I saw something this morning from like Bleacher Report or one of those, you know, news outlets saying that the 49ers didn't know um, the overtime rules. Frankly, I still don't know the overtime rules. But I don't disagree with them taking the ball first because then you know what you have to do if you get the ball back, right? Their first drive in overtime, you know, it results in, uh, you know, a field goal, right? I think, honestly, the biggest play for the 49ers was that CMC, uh, you know, giant gain from that little screen pass at the end. You know, Brock Purdy's getting pressured, pockets collapsing, CMC screen pass, little jump cut. I mean... That was probably his best run of the game, you know? Best run of the game, bar his touchdown. Little jump cut into space, gets a huge gain out of that. But it only results in a in a field goal, right? It's a 13-play, 66-yard drive that lasts seven minutes. It's a seven-minute drive. That's like, that's basically half of your overtime time right there. Seven-minute drive for a field goal. And Chris Jones does Chris Jones things. You know, so many times... When he gets that late little half a second pressure on the quarterback or on Brock Purdy this game, I got to hear, oh, he did it against Josh Allen. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, I know he did it against Josh Allen. I'm well aware he did it against Josh Allen. I mean, you know, but just that's what he does. Chris Jones, I think, is one of the more underrated defensive tackles just because I know he's like, we all know he's great. We all know he's good, top 10 defensive tackle for sure, right? But he's just a game changer in such so many different ways, right? So many different ways. That, um, you know, 
honestly, I think he's very underrated when it comes to people giving him credit for it. You know, uh, you know, I know Aaron Donald gets all the love, you know, everything like that. But I think Chris Jones is right behind him, right behind him. You know, just, I mean, talk about a game changer when you need it, when you need it. You know, that, la- that field goal, that field goal is caused by Chris Jones pressuring, right? That's not going to show up on the stat sheet. That's not going to show up here, right? That late field, that field goal in uh, extra time, that's caused by Chris Jones. That late half a second pressure, you know, causes that. And I mean, just does what he does. Chiefs get the ball back, seven minute drive, 15 plays, 75 yards, right? I guess the big one, the fourth and one, right? The Mahomes, you know, RPO keeper, right? Fourth and one, eight yard gain, right? And then as well, I think the other big one in that was the um, it was the Travis Kelsey, uh, you know, play for seven yards late in that drive that set up the touchdown at the end of the game. Um, but as well, I, you know, just I mean, we talked about Travis Kelsey a lot last week, right? And not a lot, but I mentioned that you know having him versus Fred Warner, and there were a lot of times Fred Warner got the best of him. There was a lot of times he got the best of Fred Warner. And I think that late drive in that last drive, I think heading into overtime for that field goal where the Chiefs needed to get the field goal in overtime, that late little drive that set up that field goal that, you know, Kelsey had that giant gain. I think it was for like, what was it for? Let's find out. It was, it was a lot of, it was a lot. You know what I mean? Um, that huge gain beat Warner off the line. He beat Warner off the line. 22 yard gain, right? 22 yard gain uh, for Travis Kelsey. That short left pass from Mahomes with 16 seconds left on the clock. I honestly thought he was going to score there. Either way, going back to the overtime final drive, that little seven-yard pass for um, for Travis Kelsey sets up what we know. But also what sets up is this Mahomes 19-yard scramble, right? Which was third and one. So third and short, 19-yard scramble. I thought he was going to score on this. I thought he was going to score on that. It looked like he kind of cut up and you didn't really see the 49 or you didn't really see Gibson. Uh, He wasn't really in frame yet. Like he wasn't in the shot. And you're like, whoa, like there is too much space here. Right. And I thought he was going to score. I think he's going to beat Gibson out. But tough running from Mahomes. Pass, little shovel pass to Travis Kelsey for seven yards. Pick up a, almost picked up a first down or did pick up the first down there. I thought the spot there was kind of weird. I thought he was a little short, but either way, it wouldn't have mattered. First and goal, San Francisco three. Miko Hardman, three-yard pass from Patrick Mahomes, wins the Super Bowl, and the Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. I mean, Miko Hardman, you know, was a jet to start the year. The guy was not used in New York. Chiefs got him back for basically nothing. Late round pick, I think. Like, couple, late, maybe one or two. I think it was like a fifth or a sixth round pick that they got for him back. And I mean, that's why. I mean, I want to say that's why, because Miko Hardman, you know, Really hasn't been a factor like he was last year, where he was, you know, the, the the third guy on this team, like the guaranteed third guy that you know you knew he was that third guy. And honestly, this playoffs I think has been kind of rough. The fumble in Buffalo that almost cost him the game, I think, was something that definitely loomed over his head. And a lot of people, a lot of Chiefs fans that I know, didn't want him getting the ball back anymore. But that time, I think he, I mean, he had that huge catch in the first half, you know, from Mahomes, and now he's got the three yard touchdown to win the Super Bowl. I mean, talk about. A big redeem game, I guess, if you're gonna hold that fumble over his head. But I mean, just unbelievable, unbelievable Super Bowl. 
Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, look, I hate to say it because I'm a Bills fan. I know I've been knocked out by the Chiefs. God knows the last four years, maybe. Something like that. It feels like an eternity. But I mean, honestly, putting the journalist hat on, you just got to sit here and applaud it. Because it's, I mean, just, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I know people are going to, you know, yell about the uh, Tony Romo, um, what's it called? Glazing of Patrick Mahomes, but clutch. Mahomes came in clutch. That's the one thing. Mahomes came in clutch. And honestly, when it comes to the 49ers, like there's nothing you could have done, right? Yes, you could have definitely made points off those, the fumble and the interception, right? That's for one, you know? The extra point, you know, definitely you could have done, you know, you definitely, if you had that, changes the game tremendously, right? But other than that, what else can you do? You know, what else can you do? Honestly, the Chiefs honestly got them where they wanted them, right? Because first half, the game plan for the Chiefs in that first half for the 49ers, amazing. Flat out great, all right? Exactly what you needed to do. Second half kind of tells off, the adjustments kind of change. Either way, right? That muff fumble is what gives them life, right? Because before that, they honestly didn't have life. You know, you had the giant TFL from Isaiah Pacheco. And then now you have, you know, the interception by Gibson, right? Then you have the muff punt after like back-to-back punts for both teams at that point. And then you get a touchdown that you shouldn't really be leading in the game, right? At that point, did we really think the Chiefs were going to start? Like, did we really think the Chiefs deserved to lead in the game? No. But they get the opportunity and they take advantage. You know, that's the difference. That's the difference there. Huge difference there. Either way, when it, I mean, stats wise, completely even. Total yards, 456, 455 for the Chiefs, 382 for the 49ers. Passing yards, 325 for the Chiefs, 272 for the 49ers. 130 rushing yards for the Chiefs, 110 for the 49ers. 5.4 yards per play for the, for the 49ers, 5.8 yards per play. 23 first downs, 24 for the Chiefs, 23 for the 49ers. 3 of 12 on third down efficiency for the 49ers. 9 of 19 for the Chiefs. Uh, 1 of 1 for fourth down efficiency. 1 of 1 for fourth down efficiency as well for the Chiefs and 49ers. 71 total plays for the 49ers, 79 for the Chiefs. 1 sack allowed for the 49ers, 3 sacks allowed for the Chiefs. 5 punts for both teams, 6 of 40 penalty yards for the 49ers. 6 of 55 for the Chiefs. Two fumbles lost for the 49ers, one for the Chiefs. Zero interceptions thrown for the 49ers and Brock Purdy. One interception for Patrick Rose and the Chiefs. 38 minutes and 31 seconds have a possession for the 49ers. 36-26 for the Chiefs. I mean, just unbelievable, right? You know, going into this game, it's just, it's just unbelievable. I mean, talk about even. Talk about even. I mean, honestly, like I said, what... Like, what could the 49ers have done differently? Like I mentioned, take advantage of the opportunity, you know, the opportunity on the turnovers, the, you know, convert the PAT, right? And then, you know, not fumble, you know, the muff punt. Obviously, that's a, that's a crazy freak play either way, but take all those out. I think we'd be, I'd be sitting here saying the 49ers are Super Bowl champions. And um, when it comes to Brock Purdy, I felt he had a very good game. 23 of 38. 255 yards, one touchdown, no 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 interceptions at all. None. Right? None. There was a couple throws maybe he should have got picked off, but either way, didn't. And, um, you know, just 
Look, look, I've never thought Brock Purdy was a game manager. Uh, I will take that to my grave. After that Tampa game last year, I knew he was something else. He had that it factor, and I will you know go to my grave with that. I, I don't think he's a game manager. I don't think he's just a plug-and-play quarterback. He's not just another version of Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's definitely... You know, I, you know, he's definitely not another Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not just a guy you can put in the system and, you know, flourish, right? I think that narrative, hey, it's me. You're listening to In The Huddle on YouTube or wherever you find your podcast. If you do us the favor, please hit the subscribe button on your local podcast app. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the subscribe button for notifications on. You don't want to miss an episode. And yeah, honestly, you don't really want to miss an episode. Should have died if the 49ers continue, you know, that they had won this game. Honestly, I think it should just die now. You know what I mean? The guy played a great game. You know, he played a very good game. But Mahomes, you know, 34-46, 333 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. You know? End of the day, Mahomes was just clutch. He was just special. It was just the magic, right? The magic. The magic of Patrick Mahomes. The magic. The magic that happens in all of these games. Every single year, every single Super Bowl, there's magic. And it just happened to go to the Chiefs, right? I guess the one, you know, and I wouldn't say silver lining is, you know, look, CMC, you know, did have a great game. 22 carries, 80 yards. 3.6 yards per carry, right? You know, he was their best receiver. You know, eight yards, eight receptions, 80 yards, averaging 10 yards per reception, one touchdown. Brandon Ayuk, three yards, 49, three receptions, 49 yards, 16.3 yards per reception, right? Jawan Jennings, four receptions, 42 yards, 10.5 yards per reception, one touchdown. Debo Samuel, three receptions, 33 yards, 11 yards per reception. Kyle Yusek, two receptions, 31 yards, 15.5 yards per reception. Raymond McLeod, one reception for 19. Chris Conley, one reception for 18. George Kittle, two receptions for four yards. I mean, I said it last week. George Kittle is the safety blanket. I know he got banged up a little bit in, in like the late little half of the quarter, right? I think it was like the second half where he got, it was at overtime where he got banged up, right? But the 40, I mean, the Chiefs did a very good job at limiting these weapons, limiting them. Brandon Brent Ayuk, their best true route runner, Three yards, 49, uh, three receptions, 49 yards. Jawan Jennings, a guy who you would have never expected to be the, the third best receiver on this team. or the, He is the third best receiver on this team. No, natural receiver. But the third best leading receiver in the Super Bowl. Four receptions, 42 yards, two touchdowns, one thrown, one caught. Debo Samuel, you know, three receptions, 33 yards. That's it, right? Or we had Debo Samuel go crazy in the playoffs, right? George Kittle for only two... Receptions for four yards? I know he had one called back because of the penalty, right? Other than that, you know, just... They did a good job limiting it. Good job limiting them. A good job limiting them by the Chiefs. Not one of Glace, right? The 49ers defense, though, I think was exceptional. Steve Wilkes, you know, they talked about on the broadcast. Talked to the 49ers at their defense after the game. Against Lions. Said it was pitiful. Said it was embarrassing. It was bad. He let them have it. And they came out of this game, they came out with a hunger and a fire in their belly. They came out hitting. 
I mean, honestly, this is, I think, the best defensive performance I've seen the 49ers have all year. That's that they're missing Tawano Ufunga and that they missed Dre Greenlaw for most of the game, right? With that freak Achilles injury. That sucks. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I mean, I don't know if Dre Greenlaw changes the game, but that's a big loss. And it's a sucky freak injury that really sucked for the 49ers, right? I think Javon Hargrave had his best game as a 49er, at least that I've seen uh, all season. I think he had his best game. Just Chase Young. I mean, the guy who was the weak point on this D-line had a great game, you know? I think he had a great game. Other than that, this 49ers defense came out with a fire in their belly. And I'm not going to say that the 49ers in general didn't come with a fire in their belly. They did. They just got outplayed. Simple as that. They got outplayed. And um, yeah, I mean, look, they got outplayed. Nothing you can do. This team will be back here 100%. But it, it, it somewhat sucks because it's like, well, where do you go from here, right? If you're the 49ers, like, where do you go? How do you get better? Like, how do you get better, right? And um, I don't really know. You know, I don't know how this team gets better because they're so good on paper. Brandon Ayuk is definitely going to play his way into a massive contract. I think he's played his way into a contract this year, a huge one this year. But, um, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know. This team is already so good as it is. How does it get better? I mean, do you get a third option in the draft? You have the first round pick this year, right? Do you get a third receiver, a third weapon to add to this already loaded team? You know, I don't think you necessarily need it. But when Debo, Brandon Ayuk, and Kittle are now having a bad game, you go, you know, you lean on McCaffrey, but you get a third guy out of a sacked receiver class. Do you get another corner, right? To pair with uh, Mooney Ward. You know, I know I've seen a lot of Kool-Aid McKintree being, you know, drafted to the 49ers in mock drafts, even though I don't think he's going to go that late. But, you know, another corner in the first round and a very good corner class, you know, overall, look, I predicted the 49ers to win 21 to 17. They didn't. But honestly, they damn near could have. Right. Barring three, maybe four freak plays. Right. They damn near could have won this game. And it was on the tip of their fingers but the Mahomes magic won it for the Chiefs. And I mean, it did. It well and truly did, right? For the Chiefs, when it comes to receivers, who else is going to lead this team in receptions? Uh, Travis Kelsey, nine receptions, 93 yards. Miko Hardman, three of 57. Uh, Justin Watson, 54. Rasheed Rice, six of 39. Isaiah Pacheco, six of 33. Marquez Valdez-Scaling, three of 20. So, I mean, look, not a crazy game for the Chiefs either. Isaiah Pacheco, only 59 yards. You know what I mean? I thought the run games were going to be a lot bigger in this game than they were, but it became, it honestly came down to Mahomes rushing and short yard gains for first downs and just taking advantage of your opportunities. That's what happened. And uh, yeah, that's really the storyline behind it. Honestly, for the Chiefs, you know, going into it, like I mentioned earlier, we didn't expect them to be here. They're here. They want it. As a Bills fan, it sucks to see you know, because we were so close to beating them, but that, you know, bar that, you know, this team has a chance to make history and become a three-peat and we have a dynasty on us. And the fact that, you know, the narrative that Mahomes, you know, was the underdog and that we let that happen really fueled this team. You could see it. You could see it. If they're going to call, they were going to call in the underdog, they were going to take it around with it. They were going to take it around with it. And yeah, I mean, Mahomes, I, I think, is never going to be an underdog. I think this team go 1-5 to start the season next year. They make the playoffs somehow. 
I think this team, you you regard it as a, a whole different team. Because honestly, this team was a whole different team than it was in the regular season. You know, than it was in the regular season. Barring, they let Tyreek Hill go two years ago. And now they've won back-to-back Super Bowls. I mean, quite literally, the Patriots, right? Quite literally, the Patriots dynasty. How many times did we see the Patriots lose a receiver, right? And then win the Super Bowl, you know, God knows how many times, right? You know, what's next for Patrick Holmes? Does he need, like, rookie, all-rookie receivers? I feel like he's already had that. Take Travis Kelsey out? I mean, you know, what more? I mean, how how much more challenging can we get? We got his away playoff performances this year. Boring that he had, you know, a receiver group that he honestly didn't trust all year. You know what I mean? He finally became to trust them, and they trusted him, and they just, it, it, they bonded at the perfect time. They caught fire at the perfect time, and look what happened. You know, as a Bills fan, I hate seeing it, but uh, look, you got to respect it. You got to respect it, man. I mean, unbelievable. I don't know where both teams go from here. Obviously, we'll find out in the later weeks what goes on in free agency and everything like that and going forward, but I thought I'd create this little bonus episode for you guys, kind of going over it, breaking it down, going over my thoughts, and um, and yeah, you know, unbelievable it was fun i saw a meme on twitter today that like uh, for like it was nfl memes i saw this morning it was um you know all the swifties experiencing more success in football in a year than i have in my lifetime and i'm just like you know it's just like damn you're right uh you know all the swifties are feeling what what it's like to win a super bowl and honestly i hope next year they don't you know i kind of feel like they hope you know they, they feel what it's like to lose but I don't know, man. This team has caught fire at the right time. And Andy Reid, I mean, look, I said it, you know, last week. I think Kyle Shanahan has more to lose. Andy Reid proved how much better of a play caller he is and how good his, his scheme is and just creating space and minor opportunities, having backup plans to backup plans. I saw someone, I think it was Theo Ash on TikTok. And I love Theo Ash. I think he's a great TikToker. I think great analyst. Um, you know, say that. Kyle Shannon has taken this scheme as far as it can go. And it might be true because honestly, I don't know how, what you add to this. What do you, I mean, what, like, what do you add? How does this team get better? I think they're already as good as they are. Are they at their limit? I mean, I don't want to sit here and say the 49ers are at their limit because I don't think they are. You know, I don't think we've seen the best of Brock Purdy yet. I think he's still got a, a, a second gear, if I'm going to be honest. I think he's still got a second gear to go. I know a lot of people are gonna be like, "Oh, he's a game manager." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. I've never believed he's just a game manager. He's got that it factor, you know. You know, you can see it. You can see it when he plays. It factor. You know what I mean? And um, I just don't know where they go. You know, I don't, I don't know how this team gets better because they're already so good as it is, right? I think that the NFC won't be as wide open as it was this year, though, right? I think the argument going into next season is, yeah, you can run through the NFC, right? But you've got the Lions, you've got the Rams coming back, you've got the Bucks, you've got the Packers, you've got the Cowboys, you've got whatever the Commanders do, whatever these early first-round picks turn into for NFC teams. The Eagles are probably going to be back to, you know, whatever they were at their somewhat heights after this season collapsed for them. You know, yes, the 49ers are probably the best team of the NFC right now. Will it be as wide open next year to run through? Probably not. I think they'll still be as dominant. I don't think they'll be as extremely dominant as they were this year in the conference, but I think they'll definitely be the one seed or contention for it all season next year. I don't doubt that. 
I don't think this team is going to be um, it's going to be worse. I don't think that's going to happen. But um, you know, I think this team. I just, I you know, I don't think this. I mean, this has. This, I mean, look, let me know. You know, in the comment section or just you know, tweet at me. Do you think that the T the Fortnite have reached a peak? Is this the, is this it? Is this as far as they can go? And look, let me know. I, I honestly don't know. I, I'm kind of. You can make the argument both ways, right? You can make the argument both ways. But you know, I, I said it last week. I think Kyle Shanahan has the most to lose, and now he's lost two Super Bowls to the guy who quite literally has magic coming out of him. You know what I mean? Arguably the Jordan of the NFL right now. Just clutch. He's not Jordan in like in a score. So, you know, point, I guess if you're going to compare Mahomes and Jordan, even though it's two different sports, but he's Jordan in the clutch. You know, he's the guy you want with the ball in his hands in the dying seconds. You know, that's who you want the ball in your hands. Either way, um, uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know where we go from here to the 49ers. The Chiefs, do you go all in next year? You know, I honestly, I mean, I would hate it. You know what I mean? As a Bills fan, I'd hate if the Chiefs went all in, said F it, do a last dance thing. You know, I know a lot of people have been saying Andy Reid might retire after this season. We don't know yet. There's no really rumors of that right now. Um, you know, that was a big narrative going into the postseason. But, um, you know, do we see them do a last dance thing? You know, I don't think Mahomes is going to retire. The guy's 28, and I'm sure the guy wants to win a Super Bowl every single year if he can, right? Or damn near make an appearance. But um, either way, do we see a last dance thing where they go out and make a splash in free agency? Does this, does this team need a wide receiver one? I mean, I know in the regular season we said it, right? Like 100% they need a wide receiver one. Do they need it now, though? Like, does this team realistically need one now? And does it become like when Brady got Randy Moss, you know? Obviously, there's nobody maybe really like Randy Moss, you know, in a free agency this year, right? Or really looking to be traded for right now. But either way, a lot of good wide receivers in the market. Do they need a one? Or is Rasheed Rice the one, right? Or is Travis Kelsey still that one guy? Obviously, he's still going to be that one guy no matter who they bring in. But, you know, do they need a one? I mean, they lost every kill and they won back-to-back Super Bowls. So does this team need a one? So I don't know. That will be questions that we need to be asked either way. I have been Josh Ortega. You listen to In the Huddle. Let me know in the comment section below of this YouTube video or if you listen to this on all your Spotify apps or Spotify apps, wherever you listen to this, wherever you listen to your podcasts. With that being said, though, let me know your thoughts on the Super Bowl. I thought Usher killed it in uh, in halftime. Uh, you know, Little John and Ludacris kind of carried it, though. We'll be honest. Either way, I will see you guys later in the week with more NFL news, uh, and I will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening. Make sure you're subscribed with everything and yeah go subscribe to our tiktoks instagram everything like that that being said i will see you guys friday break